Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now, Jennifer Sutton can visit the Hunterian Museum in London and see something quite surreal, her own heart. Jennifer had a transplant 16 years ago and the condition of her heart was so unusual then, they asked to keep it and then put it on display. Jennifer, good afternoon to you. Hello, how are you? Uh, Could you tell us about uh, what was the condition that you had? Uh, Yeah, I had uh, a thing called restrictive cardiomyopathy. Uh, so that's when the chambers of the heart actually go stiff over time. So um, the, blo- the heart stops squeezing and relaxing properly. So uh, the heart then doesn't fill with blood or pump blood very well around the rest of your body. OK. And, and how did that affect you then in your, in your day-to-day life when you had that heart? Uh, it makes you incredibly breathless. You go blue quite often. You're tired, very run down. Um, you get swollen ankles and wrists and just generally don't feel very well. Okay. When, when was that first discovered? Uh, in 2006. So, well, yeah, I was 22 at the time. Yeah, and, and was it the case then when that you got that diagnosis that it would have to be, there was no other option uh, but a transplant? Yeah, it took them about uh, a few doctors about a year to work out what specifically I had wrong with me but once they knew what was wrong yeah it was basically you're in heart failure um, and there's not much else that they can do unfortunately. Okay now uh, and so you were put on the transplant list how long were you on the transplant list for? Luckily for me it was only three months and some people wait years and years so again I just ended up being incredibly lucky at the time to get a heart so quickly. Yeah now, I, I, obviously, most people would be nervous going into this surgery, but you would have a particular set of reasons to be nervous because is this a congenital condition you had? Yeah, yeah. So obviously, knowing that you needed a heart transplant is pretty big news. Um, but my mum also had the same condition um, and needed to have a heart transplant as well, which didn't go very well for her. She didn't survive the operation. So yeah, 10 years later almost, I got told that I needed a transplant and was going into a transplant thinking, well, yeah, I've been through this with someone who didn't survive. So, yeah, obviously didn't set me up very well. But, you know, you just have to have the faith, don't you? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think it's a spoiler alert to say, obviously, you survived uh, uh, the, the, it was, the yeah, surgery. Yeah, it did well. <laughs> the, <laughs> like, when, you, when, I'm, when you have a heart transplant, how, how long are you out for? I mean, I, by which I mean, how long uh, you know, are you asleep for? Yeah, um. yeah, yeah. So it's it's about, uh, it, it depends on the operation, but I think I was out for about eight hours and then it takes about 24 hours in ICU to kind of um, be checked over and made sure that you can wake up and, you know, your vitals are pretty much okay. Yeah. Not, and, really, not long, really. <laughs> yeah. And how long in total were you in hospital for then after that? I think it was about 12 days. I was very, very quick, again, because I was quite young for a transplant recipient. Most people are, you know, a lot older, so it takes a lot longer to bounce back. But I bounced back pretty quickly, luckily for me. Yeah, because it's it's it's, it's extraordinary, really. 12 days seems like a relatively short amount of time. And then, mm. when, then when you're out of hospital, what's the, uh, the regime then in terms of what you're allowed to do and, and when? Amazingly... Uh, when you're in hospital, the thing you have to do in order to be able to go home, obviously, your, your, you know, your vitals have got to be okay, but you've got to be able to walk up some stairs, which I obviously achieved. But um, once you're back home, you have to have regular blood tests and take all your drugs and things like that. But you're pretty much back to normal. 
straight away, which is incredible considering the um, the operation that you've just been through. Yeah. And th- so y- did you feel an almost immediate effect or an immediate improvement when you had the new heart? Yeah, I um, remember saying that I felt like a superhero. It, I woke up huh. to pink fingers, which I hadn't had for years, plump cheeks. I felt warm. I, um, I could feel my toes, which I hadn't felt in years. I just immediately felt like a superhero, like I could do anything, which That's is incredible. That, uh, that is quite extraordinary. And so the, the, the <laughs> heart that they removed, at the time, did they say, can we keep this? Uh, yeah, the... Um, the Royal College of Surgeons in London asked various people that were on the transplant waiting list at the time whether they'd be interested in being in a museum display. And I said, yes, absolutely. Sign me up. I love that kind of thing anyway. Um, and yeah, basically that that I knew when I went into my transplant that it would probably be me. And lucky for me, it was. OK, so, yeah. yeah. And so... I must be a very odd experience, though, to walk in and see something that was integral to your existence in a jar. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an incredibly surreal experience, but it's very cool. I think, personally, it's very cool as well to be able to say that piece of, you know, that specimen, which is my heart, kept me alive for 22 years. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm quite proud of it, really. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I bet you, obviously, you know enough about because, you know, as is often when someone has uh, any particular condition, they learn a lot about it. Uh, that that the, mm. the condition of your old heart, uh, describe for us how that's different from a healthy heart. Uh, so, yeah, the way that uh, restrictive cardiomyopathy works is that the chambers of the heart um, get stiff over time and can't relax properly. So, the blood that should be being pumped by the heart, like a, a healthy heart muscle, isn't isn't pumping. So to to deal with it, the heart basically stretches and becomes much bigger. But that means that your heart muscle itself becomes weaker because it's thinner. If you think about like blowing up a balloon, mm. my heart was like a really well blown up balloon. So I was very, very thin. So it just wasn't doing a very good job. So when you see it in the jar in the museum, it's actually a lot bigger than normal human hearts are yeah, because yes. of the condition. Because uh, I'm actually looking at a, a picture of you with your old heart right now and it does seem like yeah. an absolute... Like, would that be twice the size of what a, a heart should be or, or what would be the proportion? Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how if it's twice the size, maybe getting towards twice the size. Yeah, it's quite big. Yeah, because it's, it's an absolute whopper. The, the, you know, your, your your husband and and friends and family members have they all gone along to have a look, or has it given anyone the ick? <laughs> uh, luckily, from my family and friends, uh, we all think that it's absolutely fascinating. <laughs> um, I think it is. It must be odd, obviously, for me, but for people who know me, to see something that used to be inside my body just sat there on the side for people to look at it is an extremely weird day and 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 in in the museum does it say this was your old heart and uh, and describe you know what what your experience was yeah yeah so there's um a little plaque by the side of the heart to explain that it's a heart from someone who is alive because obviously a lot of uh, the specimens uh, in the museum are from people and plants and animals who have died. Um, and then there's also a um, a little news reel kind of behind where you can watch a documentary about 
uh, my transplant, but also some other people who have gone through surgery in the modern era, which is what they're talking about mm. in that room that I'm in, which is very exciting. <laughs> Given the very sad experience of, of uh, what happened to your mother and it, it was passed down through the generations, mm. what, what, what's your attitude now, Jennifer, towards having children? Um, I mean, it's never been said that I can't have children, uh, but yeah, I guess it would be up to my husband and I to make that choice when we come to that choice and we've just got married. So, um, yeah, we'll see. You'll see. Okay. Oh, sorry, so you're not ruling it out or, 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 or ruling it in. It's just one of those things that may or may not happen. One of those things. I think it, it could possibly be that I might pass it on. It might not be. I think it will need genetic testing to know the answer. All right. Okay. So you can get some sort of say-so on this. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. 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 Haven't and, haven't explored it yet. <laughs> and and uh, given that you know, yeah, you, you're well, it's not your new heart. You, you've had it for quite some time now. It, you know, are there still uh, drugs you have to take, or how often do you have to get checked out and that kind of thing? Mm, so I take uh, immunosuppression. So that basically stops my body from rejecting the heart because the heart tissue is someone else's heart tissue and normally if you have something like that in your body your body would fight it and reject it so i take anti-rejection drugs every single day twice a day for the rest of my life in order for that not to happen Mm. um and there's a few other bits and bobs that i take surrounding immunosuppression as well but that's all fine and then um, i have checkups every six months um, with my heart hospital in Cambridge in the UK. Okay. And, and I just uh, basically make sure I'm ticking along okay. <laughs> uh, now, obviously, you'd be a huge fan of, uh, of organ donation. Um, how much do they tell you about the, uh, the person who donated the heart to you? I know you can't talk about them uh, uh, publicly, but I was wondering how much do you, do you know who they are, for instance? Um, I know of them. Like, I, I know of their family. I wrote to their family um a year or so after my transplant just to say thank you and how grateful I am um, and that's basically it, it It will then depend on what the family how much the family want to have a conversation with you if that makes sense yes, yes. They, they are giving you know the greatest gift of life that there is um, but also they're going through mourning and sadness yeah. from their side of things so yeah it's incredibly difficult yeah Jennifer, thanks a million for speaking with us today. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. with Anna Glaze on News Talk.